really successful. <laughs> the, the, let's not the pretend flag, like... The flag station. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let's not pretend yeah. like Warner Brothers didn't just make like $100 billion off this. Justice, so great job. <laughs> And great job to all the nerds out there. And hey, welcome everybody to the Nerd Psycho Comic Flick Show. We are the Nerd Psychos. Uh, I am Hitch. I'm here with uh, DP Brown and uh, Michael, the man with uh, who's too lazy to make up a second name or a fake name. Uh, <laughs> he's the man with the plan, though. That is, he's, just, he's the man with the plan. The Star Spangled Man. The Star Spangled Man. <laughs> Michael is for those of us who are uh, for those of us who are uh, only on the audio side. Uh, Michael is wearing a Captain America T-shirt today. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to everybody. Before we get, jump into this latest offering from the Marvel Universe and start really splitting it apart and talking about literary analysis, which is going to bore you all to death, let's do this. Uh, DP Brown, uh, my partner in crime, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us, how they can find us, please? Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Make sure that you are going to the site. You see all our social media links there that you can follow us on at Nerdcyclopedia. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and also on Instagram. Um, also, make sure that you are going to YouTube to um, subscribe to us whenever we're on. Um, hit that notification on. Hit that notification so whenever we're on, you know that we're on. If you're watching us on Facebook, make sure that you um, share us. Make sure that you're um, um, letting your friends know. We, you know. we love to hear from them and also from you. Also, make sure that you are going to nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com, leaving us your comments and feedback on anything that, you know, you deem unworthy from what we talk about, you know, on this podcast. <laughs> um, and also make sure that you are, of course, subscribing to us on all your favorite podcast outlets, Apple Podcast, Google Play, um, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, anywhere there that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. That's right. That's where we are. That's where you can find us. And if uh, if you could be so kind, you know, one thing about the uh, the Nerd Psycho Comic Flick Show, the Nerdendum feed, is that it has its own rating system. And that is, you can give us five stars, or we're going to send our new mascot, the Nerd Psycho, to your house, and that oh, character is going to give you the business. So if you're not if you're not sure what I'm talking about, you should head over to our um, you should definitely head over to our podcast feed and subscribe because you'll get a nice image of the new logo which is the nerd psycho so uh super glad to have nice flowing uh, cape too i know right somebody <laughs> did a good job with the ms paint uh <laughs> it's very amateurish but we do love the nerd psycho here all right so let's talk about the marvel cinematic universe where we are uh just to recap uh there was a little movie you may have heard of called endgame uh <laughs> a little small movie you, a little small. Okay in the theaters yeah, right. yeah you know know your audience right so zero percent of our audience hasn't seen that one uh <laughs> everybody's seen it so if you haven't seen it i don't know what you're doing listening to us <laughs> that's right now here's an interesting thing that I, and and you know we we sort of just jumped in a little late for wandavision we'll probably go back and say some things about it later uh very good uh, i liked it because it was postmodern. it's bending the rules about what how you can tell them uh, a story i really feel like this is postmodern in a very different way and i like it a lot because of that because it's showing a lot of versatility in the post uh 1a avengers world you know i was i found myself uh michael when i saw the spider-man movie uh it was far from home i found myself thinking this is the requiem for tony stark right how did you feel how do you feel like in what ways do you feel like this series is the requiem for steve rogers like how 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 are this series reflecting on steve 
This series well, meaning we're talking about um, Winter Falcon and a Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes, right. we're talking about yeah. Falcon, which okay. I guess we haven't even said yet. Even if <laughs> 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 knows what this yeah. is for. Let's get to see what we are yeah. talking about, right? <laughs> That's right. We're going to be talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I, I keep saying, I keep saying Captain Falcon, just to Captain show you. Captain Falcon. Like, I'm watching Black this. Falcon. I'm watching this show. Yeah, the Black Falcon, right? I'm watching this show, and all I can think about, they wanted you to think about Steve Rogers the whole time. And it's so interesting the way they're they're delivering the images of Steve, and they're all talking about him reverentially. Uh, they're all talking about Steve. Guys, how did you how do you feel this this series wants us to feel about Steve Rogers? Well, I mean, you know, unlike like you know tony stark and iron man getting his send-off in spider-man captain america really never got his you know his goodbye you know i mean we, we saw him at the end of endgame of course but there's no other shows or movies afterwards that would you know kind of like say goodbye or what happened to captain america or explain anything like it, it just kind of just jumped into nothing and so so it is good that they bring it out and you know show him you know and show story like what happens after Captain America. So it, it's good to introduce it and you know and you see, you know, Sam starts off with the shield, gives the shield up and you know, Bucky not appreciating that. And so it, it's it's a good send off, you know, showing showing his um, you know, going to his costume back in the museum, the shield back in the museum as well too. So it's 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 a nice it's a nice way to, you know, say goodbye to our Captain our Captain America. Now, my confusion comes where, okay, we did see Cap in the, in the end game um, give the shield, old Cap, you know, really old Cap, you know, give the shield to Sam and Sam, you know, looked at him, say, you know, it feels like it's not, um, doesn't belong to me or what have you. Um, and we really, like Michael was saying, we don't really get any type of ending besides the with him going back in time. Um you know, we we get that um, ending, but we don't get an ending to the old cap, which when watching these first two episodes, we get a lot of, um, you know, um, you know, as Michael was alluding to um, them talking about remembering Steve, you know, talking about Steve, this Steve, that and everything. Well, what happened to Steve? What exactly happened to Steve? after you know he gave up the shield to sam so the only um section i think we did get was the 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 guy um um that that sam was um you know in the um services with or whatever and i was having dinner where was he having dinner i mean at lunch or with whatever with at um in tunisia or something like that um Yeah, so he was talking to him at the table and they were going back and forth, you know, about like, you know, him being an Avenger and everything. Um, and then he the guy finally asks, uh, well, what happened with Steve? You know, and um, Sam just gives him a look smiling. <laughs> You're not really going to tell me anything, you know, you know, something to that effect. So we really don't get an answer. But now that you guys are bringing it up, I think at some point in this series, we're going to get an answer. To where Steve is, if if I, not I appearance, I don't think we're going to get an answer to that. Why? Why wouldn't we get an answer? It's, it's not like we we, we because because now you're answer. going back to the end game and mm-hmm. like going back to the whole time travel thing and and different you know and different universes and different time streams. You know, well, you, well, you, you don't want to bring that back up. They're just kind okay. of try, they're trying to brush that in uh, you know away. You know that's why they just say, oh, it's a blip. Let's move on. 
Yeah, uh, you know, I, this idea that this this historical event that would certainly be the most <laughs> the most monumental thing in the lifetimes of any of these people would be called a blip, right? Like a little <laughs> aberration <laughs> instead of like you uh. know, we, it's funny. Like in this in the Marvel universe, everyone just sort of goes, you know, er, half of everybody I know was dead for five years <laughs> and is now five years younger than they were than they should be, right? And they've been restored to life. And I, the idea that everybody's just like shrugging their shoulders and moving on. I yeah. mean, the leftovers gave us an entire corrupted religion of people who were just obsessed. <laughs> that was 2%. This is 50. This is yeah. 25 yeah, times Twenty five yeah. times the leftovers. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> That's way too many yeah. leftovers. These people would be scarred so much worse than we're even seeing here. You know, they talk about um, how the world's different, how the world's like toughened, like worse now, right? It's all beat up. But man, they, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this honeymoon period of everybody showing back up lasted zero seconds. And I feel like that's maybe the most realistic thing in the Marvel universe ever, right? Everyone's well, like, that's, ah, I mean, that's explained in Spider-Man, you know, you hate, hate to get away from this, but Spider-Man's like, and we should all move on. You know, that's what mm -hmm. they said right there. We should all move on. And, and, and that was the basis for that movie. And I think they should have left a blip calling it the blip to that movie. Cause that was like, you know, Spider-Man, you could see him calling a blip in that, but to use it as the term for this universe for everyone calling it the thing. I don't, I don't know about I mean, that. Stay consistent, but, Sam. Stay consistent. I, 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 <laughs> I can appreciate that, but you know, it's, it's like in the walking dead, they didn't call the, all the characters in that show didn't all call um, walkers or, you know, them zombies. Some call them zombies, some call them walkers, some call them dead people or whatever. They're never was, called zombies. They're you're right, you're right, zombies. you're right. They're never called zombies, okay. But they call them, each section of people um, that they met on the road or whatever, call them something different, you know. Right. So um, you would think that in this universe, I, I, I'm nitpicking, but um, <laughs> they 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 address the the whole um, the 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 blip thing in in um, in Wandavision, which I love the way they did with um, Monica Rambeau and the way she came back, you know, uh -huh. um, and that was an emotional situation which we didn't really encounter in the Spider Man, you know, in the Spider Man Far From Home. So we just got you know everybody coming back and bumping into each other and people laughing off and that was it. But he, in WandaVision, we got like the stakes of it. You know, you're coming in, back into a place where your um her her mom had already passed away. So that was one instance. Here in um Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're seeing a lot more of the effects of you know the blip, um uh, with Sam trying to get alone. You know he wasn't um he wasn't um. Um, there for like you know for five years so he has no income and everything but yet and still is you know trying to get a loan and every he's he talked to the banker everyone just came came back and is trying to do something so how do you you know cut me some slack here and then we also get um um the flag smashers the flag smashers want to go back to a time to where everything pre-blip was you know, they want to get back to the, they, they want to justify, you know, justify what they're doing because they felt resources were much better. And that's an interesting concept. You know, oh, they yeah. felt that resources were much better before all those people came back. So they well, loved I mean, that what was Thanos' point. That, that was Thanos' plan. You know, they they loved, they, if, if I would love to see them delve a lot further into that, which I don't think they're going to do because they got a lot on their plate with just Sam and um, Bucky. But that's a heck of a um you know uh, thing to talk, talk about with the flag smashers and what they feel um happened during a blip and what they're doing you know to, to what they're doing right now but these are like the instances and the things that they're trying to carry into this show as far as what life is like after the blip right 
I mean, and it's half good because, the people you know, come we are getting life. these shows because right now we're not getting any movies. Right. So, so it, at least at least it is good that we are getting these shows, you know, and we're still moving forward in the whole MCU, you know, and obviously these shows are a precursor to what's going to be happening in these movies. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the WandaVision, I mean, that that's going to lead all the way into Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this new Captain America, you know, we don't know yet exactly where it's going to go, but we know it's going to take us somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, these guys, like half the people died and came back from the grave and that happened one time and we had Christianity and like the idea that we would move on that fast, right? That fast it, it is sort of kind of ridiculous to the point where they would be using it to deny loans, which seems suspicious to me in a lot of ways. <laughs> that guy seemed way too happy. You know, I work in a customer service industry and when I have to say no to a customer, I don't smile like that. It's just not appropriate. So the tone there, really terrible. You know, I, I want to bring up this idea about why is why is it that it feels like the Captain America shield is somebody else's? Why does Sam feel like he can't pick it up? And I think that these scenes between, you know, this idea that he doesn't feel like this is his shield and this denial, this loan scene, they feel very linked. It feels to me like mm-hmm. these are two two sides of the same coin. Like the reason he doesn't feel like he can be captain america is because he almost feels like doesn't would america love him you know what i mean like that's that's his feeling and he doesn't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. except like taking the mantle even though obviously steve rogers is correct about who's going to end up with the shield because he's steve Mm -hmm. rogers he's always right about that sort of yeah i mean the, the shield is obviously a symbol and the falcon is not ready to take over that mantle and that and that symbol and so Hitchens is going to hit us with a word here in a moment, yeah, soon, but right, soon. you know, Captain America is a symbol for America, right? What is that, Hitch? <laughs> That's right. So we got a symbol here, and when we talk about, I'm not going to get too deep here, but the idea of Captain America as a symbol for America itself, the strength, right? The do can do anything, can accomplish anything, can do things you couldn't do. You know, he's also a product of his times, right? So he's a he's a, a poor, downtrodden kid, right? And he is, let's face it, he is a white man, right? This is a true mm-hmm. thing about Steve Rogers' character. And this symbol of America, right? This idea is that if you distill America down into one person, it's it's Steve Rogers in 1944. Uh, that's America's ass. It's America's ass in 1944. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how America saw its own ass, right? If you asked America, what, what's his ass look like? It would come out like Steve Rogers. It's so interesting <laughs> that, you know, you have this this Captain America is Steve Rogers for 70 years, right? And the first thing they do when they name this new Captain America is pick another white guy. But the, his credentials seem rather acceptable. If you're actually yeah. going to say who should Captain America be, but you look at this guy's won three medals of honor, which obviously should put him in a, in a category. And And I'm sitting here thinking about how is this like... How is this a symbol, right? Because Captain America is a symbol. Like we said, the shield is a symbol. Mm-hmm. And how does this guy compare to Steve Rogers? And Steve Rogers is from the greatest generation, which fought World War II, right? And this guy's from our generation, the millennial generation, which has been fighting this war in the Middle East for the last 10 years to the point where the people who are the tip of the spear have been honed over like a decade and a half. You know what I mean? Where that's like a lot longer than World War II. You know what I mean? Right. So there's a lot of these differences that are sort of baked into the Captain America that's chosen. But 
you know, despite the fact that like they do present this guy as, as sincere and qualified and well-meaning, I do not like him at all. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if you know anything about um, the comic book lore, this guy, you know, is playing a character called John Walker, who was um, formerly called the U.S. U.S. agent in the books. OK, so he was actually um, in his um, in the beginnings, he was called the Super Patriot. And Captain America was being questioned during during the um during during the run in the eight as I want to say the early nineties or whatever the run by Bart Greenwald um happened where um Captain America was being questioned about his dedication and their um and America and the government felt that the shield belonged to them. Um, and they wanted to control Captain America. The same thing that happened in Civil War where they wanted to send him out on missions um, and he didn't want to go. You know, he wanted to be free to do what he wanted to do because he felt that he was doing his best reputation of America uh, with what the activities and, the, you know, the stuff that he was going on with within the world. The government felt that he would be better suited in other situations. So they decided to take the or he decided to actually give up the shield. And they got John Walker. They found John Walker um, and the Super Patriot and put him into the um, to the shield because he was ready to um, represent America. Um, he felt that, you know, America was, you know, um, uh, had a certain status and symbol that Captain America actually wasn't upholding. So they felt that he was the right you know, person, you know, for the job. He only lasted for so long because he started to be really aggressive um and really doing things that wasn't really representing what captain america you know steve rogers was doing beforehand and then you know eventually um came back to the steve rogers eventually took the shield back but not before um steve rogers became u.s agent u.s agent was actually taken over by john walker and this is the john walker that we're seeing in um this this show here who doesn't have the most likable personality. It follows the whole comic book line and everything. So you're not supposed to really like him, you know, but on the stat, the status he does, uh, as, as Hitch was saying on the show is he's this representation of what, um, what they feel America should be right now. So what is the choice? So what is the choice of John Walker say about America? And, and like, Here's my here's my question. So what are we to infer is the difference between John Walker and Sam Wilson, right? What is the difference between the cap, you know, US agent or Cap Jr. <laughs> or Cap 2, right? Dose. <laughs> the dose. <laughs> the dose. Uh, what are we to infer is the difference here? Because obviously, you know, it is Sam Shield. And, and this seems to be the story. If I if I'm to guess at what the story is, is this a story of how Sam takes this shield it has to be kind of a deal here mm -hmm. so what are we to say is inside of sam that isn't inside of john is it just like a selflessness is is walker too into his own hype is that it like what what do you guys think it is right like like sam sam isn't a, a person that wants to be out front and known and be the public figure you know i mean he followed captain against the you know united states he never signed the sokovia you know uh, decree you know, so I mean, he's yeah. he's not representing America with the shield. You know, if he was going to keep the shield, he was going to keep the shield for himself and not have a Captain America. But he felt like it was better to represent Captain America and as a as a symbol as opposed to representing him as a person. So he thought the symbol was 
you know, just going to be used in the museum and just, you know, just be you know, this uh, archaic thing. And it, and it didn't really belong to him. Um, right. Let's let's also check out how um, Steve on a few on a couple movies, the uh, first Avengers and also in um, the Winter Soldier cap when he woke up out of the ice. You know, he found himself in a whole different America than what he thought he was representing, you know, representing when um, when he before he went into the ice. He was loud and proud as far as, you know, representing the country and, you know, all the ideas and everything. Um, You know, he it was a whole different thing when he, you know, came out of the ice. Um, and even said it itself, this is not the the same America, you know, that that I went into the ice representing. And, you know, he started questioning things, especially when Nick Fury, you know, was doing all this spy stuff. You know, he had questioned Nick Fury, um, you know, the, 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 the things that were going on with why does America have to, you know, be like this, you know, spy on certain things. Um, that's not, you know, what I um, that's not what he thought that um, America should be. Amer- Steve has a representation of what he feels America is America um, should be, or should, you know, what I, what I, as far as, you know, people being good um, a diversity, I guess, being represented. That's why he has, you know, Sam is, you know, his, um, his, his wingman, or if you want to call it or whatever, his best friend. Um, but when he decided to give him that shield and not um, um, Bucky, you know, his best friend, his bud, you know, from the, um, you know, from the forties and everything, he saw in Sam what 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 Steve has in himself. This is a good representation of what America is now. Not all white, you know, but more diverse in what America's ideals and everything are right now. Sam doesn't see it that way because he's always seen it in Steve, you know. So what I think is going to end up playing out um, in 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 the future, you know, the episodes and everything, especially when Sam finds out that there was. Um, a Captain America before, um, what well, is that? The comics or in this show? They he found out that they were doing super soldier experiments, and they went and met met the guy in Baltimore named right. Isaiah Bradley, right. um, and they found out he was they were the government was doing experiments on him, um, so he gets angry about that and says, um, Steve did Steve didn't know about this, and you know, um, he gets real passionate about that, so I think that sort of puts a seed in him. Well, maybe at some point, you know, not now, they're not revealing it right now. Um, this is what I want. This is what he feels, what the vision Steve has of what I'm, what he may want America to be. Um, as right now, Sam is not at that point, but he's going to learn. You don't have to represent America in a one way. There's a lot of there. There's a lot of representation in America that you could go to with that shield. And I think that's what he's going to end up finding out throughout this series. Right. It's kind of like his origin story on how to get the shield and represent the shield. Yes, I exactly. Think, and I think that what we're to meant, we're, we're meant to infer here is that, you know, what's what you're saying, Sam is the you United States 2020s, you know what I mean? Not 1940s. And right. what John Walker is, is a simulacrum a cheap <laughs> reproduction where it's all yes. very facadish, right? Right. It seems like he should be exactly the right guy, right? Like we yeah. said, his resume is great. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. All American, mm-hmm. great smile. Yeah. Do the interview, you know. <laughs> but he's not. It's there's something missing. He's not the genuine article, and I think that what 
what I feel is that Steve Rogers is correct, is that Sam is this Captain America for this America, the next Captain America. And and if, if something had happened to Steve and say, maybe he got frozen in ice for 70 years, uh, <laughs> maybe then this guy would be a good replacement for that time. Because yeah, what they tried I mean, to do was bad, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, this, this first of all, I mean, this John Walker, first of all, could be annoyed by General Ross. We don't know yet. Yeah. Is General Ross going to make an appearance? Like, I mean, is John was John Walker experimented on? You know, it's like, is he a super soldier as well, too? I mean, what? I mean, all these things are going to be played out, you know, and yeah. they're going to leave us with less questions than, you know, than we're going to have, you know, right now, obviously. Unfortunately, it's only six episodes, mm-hmm. but man, it's, it's, it, it, feel, it feels like, like a it, six hour movie. Yeah, it definitely is. It feels like it actually could be longer because they got a lot of things, you know, that they could explore. Um, but yeah, with the, um, with the John Walker thing and the, and the representation, um, it's going to be a lot of great questions that come that Sam's going to have to answer. Um, especially when John Walker starts making his turn towards the dark side, <laughs> you know, and then Sam feels, okay, then yeah, I have to do something that, uh, Steve wouldn't want the shield represented in this way. And that's the biggest thing because Steve, even Rocker Raccoon said, this guy makes great speeches. You know, he knows how to motivate a team, you know, I mean, you know, he knows how to get them ready and everything. That's just something that comes naturally with, with Steve. Sam, he's the man with the plan. He's the man with the plan. <laughs> Um, I got this idea that like, you know how Steve had those, had the lines for his stupid thing, like printed on his, on his, uh, on a shield, you know, when he started, well, Walker has memorized this speech, but he doesn't, that's all, that's it. Right. Yeah. Steve, Steve, you're right. Could have done the same thing and it would have been just fine. And and he he didn't have to memorize anything. It just comes to him naturally. It's like the difference between like a virtuoso musician, like a, a really, really talented person who can play the piano and a really talented person like Mozart or Beethoven who can compose or Litz, right? Many, many great composers, Rachmaninoff, that can compose for the piano. So not only can they play it, they can create it. And like, there's a certain difference between the ability to reproduce something like a cheap knockoff or a simulacrum. Uh, and the ability to be the genuine article or to produce the genuine article. And the idea I get is that when Steve found Sam, he was already like, this is the thing about Sam. That's always been great. And something I remember from uh, winter soldier, it was that when Steve found Sam, it's not like he had to, Sam had an origin story where he became the Falcon, right? He already did all that stuff and Steve found him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like he is, he was always his own, like he had his Person, own, right like personality and his own yeah. origin and his own things and his own powers and his own, like he's not dependent on, he was never dependent on captain America for anything. Right. If he right. could have gotten a hold of the hardware, he could have been doing this his whole time. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so that's, right, what's right. neat about, about, about Sam is that he has this sort of, he already existed as that guy. And he had just said, you know, I'm re- he basically retired because he got, you know, aged out and it's all good. It's yeah. And, and, and the thing is because he hasn't, he didn't really have a partner like Steve and everything, you know, Steve is a leader, mm-hmm. you know? So it's for him to actually see something in Sam, you know, out of all the, the, the Avengers and I guess the people we've met just to see something in Sam for him to hand over that shield means a whole lot. And that's probably weighing a whole, a whole bunch on Sam. 
But we, we're talking a lot about Sam. So let's talk a little bit well, about... We can, um... Well, let's do this. Let's do this. Because before we jump in... Because there's a whole other side to this series so far that's really mm-hmm. interesting. It's all about the Winter Soldier. And, you know, before we do that, I think it's time we want to take a little quick break. We're going to do that real fast. You're going to hear from somebody. I don't know who. Somebody that really wants to talk to you about our other show uh, about Star Wars. And so without further ado, we're just going to cut to that now. Carbonite Bounty BS. Make sure that you guys are checking us out. You know, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on like uh, Instagram, wherever you, you, you get us. And, you know, well, Carbonite Bounty BS. Make sure that you are checking us out on here on Facebook and also on YouTube. Um, we talk about Star Wars. We talk about everything related to Star Wars from the Clone Wars, all your favorite um, episodes and um, not not just the episode movie episodes, but just, you know, the um, Clone Wars episodes. So make sure that you're checking us out and we'll also be talking about all the new stuff that's coming out. So make sure you guys are checking us out. We love to hear from you. We love to see you. Urbanite Bonnie BS. So we're back. Thank you. Uh, coming back again, Nerd Cycle Comic Flick Show Part Two. Going to be talking some more about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier first two episodes. Sorry, guys, it was just too much. We had like eighteen hours of stuff last week, and frankly, we do this for free. So, <laughs> so let's talk about Bucky Barnes, James Buchanan Barnes, and where we find him, which is in therapy. Now, gentlemen, what do you guys think about uh, how? Uh, the Winter Soldier is processing through his demons. What What do you guys have to say about that? Michael, why don't you start us off with this thing? Well, I mean, it's part of his protocol. He has to process the demons. I mean, he, as he said before, as he told Tony Stark, he remembers everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he's trying to, I don't want to say wrong his, you know, right his wrongs, but, you know, just process everything that he's did. And, you know, like we, we go to, we cut to the scene where he kills, you know, an innocent man just for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, you know, and so he tries to make it up by, you know, seeing, you know, hanging out with, with his dad, seeing his dad and seeing the kind of person he was. And, you know, so he, he's trying to cope with it in different ways. And then we see him, you know, also coping with a different with, a, you know, the, the Senate lady who, uh, you know, was working with Hydra. So, you know, he has different ways to uh, approach his, his, you know, his feelings and. You know, and obviously he doesn't want to talk about it to his therapist, you know, so he, he, he's, he's haunted by his nightmares. So, I mean, he's and he always will be haunted by his nightmares. At least he's not a mindless, you know, killing machine anymore. So, yeah, he's trying to do his best to atone for, you know, his sins and everything throughout his life. And one thing he's 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 he's. He's saying that um, he has he's really had no time to just stop all. All he's been doing was just fighting war after war, battle after battle. He's never really had time to, um, you know, stop and smell the roses as, um, you know, when when he when he first got kidnapped and everything and fell into like, you know, the um, the the um, to to what's this, not Zemo, but um, Armenzola you know, um, to his experiments and everything. So he's lived for so long and, you know, has been fighting war after war, going to mission after mission and everything, got brainwashed and stuff. You know, it was really sad to see him kill that one guy, innocent guy in that scene. And then, you know, being, he's, he's, he's just talking to older folks. I mean, 
his he's 106 years old, but and the only people he could really relate to is old older folks. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just funny how they're doing his character. And I hope he gets some sort of, you know, um I, I like the fact that that you know he he had a date with uh with the with the one lady. Um and I hope he ends up, you know, going back to her instead of, you know, because he had walked out on the date and everything. And she was trying to, you know, just gauge him. And he wasn't really, you know, feeling it because he was still he still feels guilty. Um, but it's an interesting thing with what's going on with Bucky because he has so much stuff to atone for, and he definitely doesn't feel he's worthy for like the shield. <laughs> um oh, yeah. because he's he's yeah. just going through like, you know, just so much, you know, turmoil with his past. So I'm hoping to see a little bit more um with him going, you know, with these next few episodes. Well, I mean, obviously, you're gonna we're gonna be seeing a lot more of him, yeah. you know, and you know we're gonna we're gonna we're going to see him, you know, and yeah, again, he's back into another war, you know, just how he is. Like, yeah, is he yeah. ever gonna have a moment of clarity yeah. and peace? You know, you gotta feel bad for the guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> that's he's all been... he's been doing. He's been a trained assassin for mm-hmm. X amount of years, and you know now now his mind is finally clear of that. But now he's got the, the horrible nightmares that he has to live through every day, and you know, I mean. And now he's thrust right back into it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, th- and now let's go see Zemo, who who messes with his mind. Yeah, that's, that'll be well, good. Time. It's, it's it's kind of funny how he thrusts himself because he goes to Sam and asks him, "Why did you give up the shield?" And then Sam's like, "Okay, well, I don't want to talk about that now. Let me go and because I got to go do this mission and stuff." But instead of saying, you know, Buck just saying that, okay, well, I'll just hang back. And he throws himself because I think that's all he knows how to do. That's all he knows, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he throw, he said, I'm going to come with you, Sam. <laughs> Sam's like, no, no, I'm coming with you and everything. Uh, you know, he, he he comes along and he's in. And then we get a great action scene in the second episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, a couple with, really good ones in the first two. That opening, yeah, yeah. the opening that aerial opening. combat sequence was uh, yeah. really inventive and creative and just that was awesome. so good. What a great opener. It felt like that. I know we talked uh, in our text uh, chat. You said that it felt your sister felt like it was a movie. And that's one of the reasons if the action is just impeccable. Just yeah, perfect. it's got the movie quality production behind it. And yeah. again, that's because Marvel does no wrong. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they're throw, throwing all their money into Marvel. Here you go. Do whatever you want. Yeah. You the thing about the flavors that Marvel is delivering, like almost simultaneously, you have WandaVision, which is all like pew pew sorcerers, space lasers, like they say, like wizards, and then you come to this, and this has this very gritty, and, and all these Captain America sort of this the Captain America franchise, right? Like these, this is and this falls under that. They always have that um, that Indiana Jones live stunt show feel to them. You know what I mean? Where somebody actually is gonna like fall off the truck. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, that sort of genuine, it's, right? It's yeah. the Mission Impossible themes. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, great, great, great way to um, yeah, sort of like on along the lines of Mission Impossible, where it's really grounded. Mm. Um, uh-huh. and it happens in the same universe as a WandaVision. So all this is right. taking place right. they're, they're in the still... same mission. Um, but just two different tone, totally two different type shows. Yeah. Right. As Sam says, you know, there's still aliens, androids, and wizards. The big three, right? The big three. The big three. I think, I thought it was great that they gave new cap a save here. You know what I mean? Uh, to save Battlestar. Is that his name? Battle? Yeah. Did I hear mm-hmm. that right? So the Mr. Galactica. Uh, so he <laughs> saves him. So he saves him with the shield. I, I think we get we get a good flavor here because again, this is a this cap is capable, right? He can do things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely this, capable. I love this super serum escalation, right? Which was threatened 
threatened in Captain America 3, right? Oh, the super serum's getting out. We might end up with more super soldiers. And that's sort of teased and then yanked back, right? That was the tease that was there. There was going to be a huge action sequence with these super soldiers. And they were teasing at the whole movie. Like, oh, Black Panther's going to be there too. And it's going to be Captain America and Winter Soldier. And they're all going to be fighting. And then, nope. There's nothing there. It's just you're going to have to fight yeah, Iron Man. Sorry, right? Like the <laughs> ultimate, like what a great, what a great plot point. But now that tease pays off here where we have multiple super soldiers. Many Steve Rogers is right. <laughs> coming at you. Uh, what, so this, this group is called the Flag Smashers. And they want things to go back to how they were during the blip when there was more stuff to go around. Mm. Uh, what do you guys think about these guys as an antagonist group? They want us to be a one world government. It, I, it's going to play into something bigger. I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of like, let's wait and see what the reveal is. Like who's in control of who, you know, like, right. like what government is controlling them? Like, it, because like, is it the U S government? Is it general Ross? These super soldiers had to come from somewhere. They didn't come from Hydra, yeah. right. so I mean, wh where where did these where did these super soldiers come from, and who are they really working for? Is like is Baron Zemo pulling the strings again, like how he did in Civil War? Uh, Zemo Avengers. doesn't want he doesn't want superheroes. What? So we we have we we <laughs> we don't know what Zemo's motivations are as of yet. Right. So we know what we've seen in the commercials and everything, and what he said, but we don't know what context. You know that he said. You know that those were um, that he said it, th th those lines and everything, but um, but he could be like you know the power broker or you know whoever's giving you know the, the serum out and trying to manipulate the flag smashers and into doing some stuff. Who knows? You know, yeah, um, we don't know. That's that, yeah. that's what the great thing Marvel does. It's you know you, it, it has you going in one direction and mm -hmm. then it will switch and flip it on you real fast. Especially we've seen with these Captain America movies and you know they. They, get, they shoot you one way. The next thing you know, the Winter Soldier's alive. Oh, Hydra, you know. Oh, Hydra's yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, no, it's, the, it's... The, the Winter Soldier killed Stark's family, you know, family and everything, or mom and dad and stuff. That was a left turn I didn't even see coming. That happened. Right, exactly. The whole, so, whole, oh, you so want an action sequence with Samuel L. Jackson? Okay, <laughs> here it is. For no reason, yeah. in the middle of this movie, he's just been hanging out until now, but mm, nope, he's an action star. Here it is. Sorry, guys. We've, we've been waiting on this one. It's a, like That's the thing about Marvel is like there's so many ways they can they can sort of score here. It's it's like you don't really know how this dovetails into all the other movies. Um, you know, you you because you have a Doctor Strange coming out, you have an Eternals coming out, you have the galactic stuff, you have the sorcery stuff. And you still have like Loki's coming out. I mean, all of this could be manipulation that's happened since the Tesseract got removed in this timeline. You know what I mean? The multiverse is available for them to make it anything. I mean, goodness right. gracious, there's a Steve Rogers that we know is basically chilling in New Jersey for 70 years that they could have developed a super serum from, right? I mean, he's hanging out somewhere. I mean, if he doesn't want to be involved, they can't probably make him because he's steve rogers <laughs> but that being said i mean there's a lot of different options here the they really do this right and, and this is sort of taught to talk a little bit meta about where we are with disney plus i mean my goodness gracious we're at the beginning of these this is like the, the second shoe to drop on these um the big tentpole things and we, and we talk about star wars on our other show uh carbonite bounty bs which you should subscribe to if you haven't yet but what we're getting is a release structure. We're getting a taste of what that Star Wars release structure is going to be like now that we're getting these Marvel series. 
where it's now like a lot of shoes starting to drop where you have, right. you know, WandaVision leads into this, leads into Loki, leads into the next, you know, um, the Black Widow movie, right? Leads into all of these things that are just sort of going to start coming at you over and over. And my goodness gracious, when are you going to be able to drop Disney Plus? You, you, you can't. Well, I mean, that's that's the whole point. I mean, they want you to subscribe. And, you know, the longer you subscribe, the more they can keep putting the money into these movies um, and shows and everything. One good thing, one one complaint, because I'm on social media with um, in some of these groups and uh, a little bit of the casual viewer complaint is that these stories never end. <laughs> There's no ending in sight for the like, like, you know, Hitch was saying they're going leading one thing into the next, leading into the next. When and and a lot of the common complaints are, which is are, are very small, mind you. They're not large complaints, but they generate a lot of discussion. Um, why don't these stories have a beginning, middle, and an end? Well, essentially, if you look at life, even though are we 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 begin in the womb and everything and end in like a, in a coffin, hopefully or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> You I know, said simulacrum, that, and you bring this up. We, I know, right? You know, <laughs> but 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 app, man, we're being but, tough tonight. But my my point is that you know, you you the a life begins and then it ends, but other lives do go on. The world goes on, so you're dealing with the universe, which is what this is, where the universe in a normal movie or a regular movie or whatever, you would just see a story and it ends. But in a Marvel universe. Things are continuously going on. So uh, WandaVision is not necessarily leading into uh, Falcon and the Renner Soldier, but it still happens in the same universe where if you want to continue the story of the universe, you should be watching both shows um, at this, you know, and uh, one after the other. If all you care about is WandaVision, then just wait for Doctor Strange to come up if you want to finish seeing that story. You don't have to watch The Winter Soldier uh, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I should say. You don't have to watch Loki, you know. But if you are the type of person, who, okay, well, I just need to see what happens next, <laughs> and you're gonna be you're gonna be sucked into these things for a long time because if you're this listening is... to this show, you have watched every single Marvel. <laughs> oh, yeah, you already know. Yeah. You already know. That you Venn diagram is a total overlap, right? There's nobody right. who's like just like you know what the, I think I'll listen I mean, to some rando podcast about you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and they're like, you know what, I haven't even seen. I haven't even seen Doctor Strange. Like that's not that that person doesn't exist probably. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of hope they do. That'd be cool to like explain to them how rad that movie is. Um, so the meta stuff, I, I I like this release schedule thing. It's cool. It keeps us moving. Um, yeah. You know, I'm enjoying these miniseries because they're they're putting the money on the paper, right? They're putting the product out. They're putting the money back into it. Right. And especially since it. we're not getting movies right now, this is. This has to be our source of entertainment. Can't believe they'd started this all before that happened. That's so, so ridiculous that they yeah, were already I mean, doing and, it. And, and then, and like, like history is just like, you know what? Exactly the thing that makes that the most the most profitable decision. <laughs> right in their lap. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Michael just said a thing. So we don't have the movies. They just pushed the um, Black Widow movie from May to July now. July 9th is supposed to come out. So it was supposed to come out in May and, you know, um, as the Winter Soldier end, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier ends, we were going to lead into like the Black Widow movie. Now we just got to wait until the Loki show comes out, and then you know we're going to see like um, Black Widow. But it's still you know that momentum going with like um, Marvel stuff where they just leave you wanting more, 
And because Marvel is so good, as Michael says, at what they do, <laughs> they 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 could do no wrong. Um, right. We 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 chomp at the bit for each piece of um, content IP. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's like give them my money, or you can have my <laughs> money, or you know, please take my money. You right. know, <laughs> right. every movie, all they have to do is just show a three minute clip of you know in the end credit scenes. And we're, and we're hooked again. Michael, like, all they have to do is show Marvel Studios. They already have me hooked. I'm like, there, you know. If it says Marvel Studios, um, I'm I'm done. You know, you you yeah 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 have my dollars, you know. <laughs> Please take it. <laughs> it's so it's so interesting to see like what they're doing with this stuff because like now we're beyond and, and and to comment about like the release the ongoing nature of of these stories well look how many episodes how many like issues of these comics are there in volumes like i batman 500 that's not a story that has an, a beginning a middle and an end <laughs> right that's a story that's ongoing and i remember you know uh, back when they would mail the comics to you when you'd have a subscription i had like x-men and uncanny x-men and i remember being like there's like another third of this story that's in x-force and x-factor and like you know yeah. what I mean, that i know yeah. is out there that right. i could get right. and i'd yeah, have it movies, like spider-man there used to be five different spider-man comic books yeah yeah and, in know, order to get a big unbreakable you know, spider-man right. oh circle. yeah they 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 definitely manipulated us back then they so, made me spend my money on yeah. other that's that's what a corporation and, and now does spending, now you're spending more money but think yes, about this. yes but think about this now here's the thing here's the wild thing about this right we're still getting that that variety you're still getting all those all those series and now the economic models ridiculously the opposite the more they put out the less it costs us per minute it's the craziest thing ever and they're still <laughs> right. doing it as if yeah. it's not it's it's one of the wildest things ever you you almost feel glad that we're in this era in 10 years they're going to be like you know we're going to make as much money whether we try real hard or not now they're still trying having to try to get eyeballs because they haven't bought their competitors yet Shh, don't give the mouse any ideas um <laughs> quiet all right so next week looks very promising what are you guys excited to see next week? I already told you I'm excited to see this week. <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> on Wednesday, the Titans, the monsters clash together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, That's right. yes. 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 So we got like Kong and Godzilla. So, so Michael, here's my thing. I was watching. Um, <laughs> oh, look, look at him. Got, 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 got the, the, the king of all monsters there. We're ready you know? to go, Sam. Ready, bring it, Kong. So, so, bring so, I, I got a quick question, Michael. So, I watched Kong. I watched the first Godzilla movie back then, uh, and I watched the Kong. Kong was a very good movie. Yeah. Um, I was watching. I started watching the second Godzilla movie, and I didn't see any characters from Kong in that movie. Okay, um, or, or well, they also set in different times as well, Sam. So Kong, Kong was set in a different time than um, Godzilla. So was, Kong was set like back in like the seventies, I believe. Really, Godzilla is set in the two thousands. You know. Oh, okay, so okay. It's a I, different time era. I was wondering, okay, because you had and you had a lot of the Avengers in that movie too, like Brie Larson, yeah. um, you know, Tom if Hiddleston. You, <laughs> if you notice, though, you'll see Monarch. Monarch. Is, yeah, I see Monarch. Yeah. yeah so yeah, Monarch yeah. is that's the, the overall the tying thing. Chaser, so to speak. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so you won't see the same characters in the in the 
you know, in the in the in the older in the Godzillas because it's it's set thirty gotcha, forty gotcha. years later. Okay, all right. Glad glad you cleared it cleared out. That's why we got our resident um Godzilla <laughs> expert on the con. Um, it's a universe ner- nerd cycle comic flick show. <laughs> it is a universe. It is a universe. Right. Okay, it is technically speaking, pulpy. So we will do it. Uh, but um, <laughs> but to answer Hitch's question, I'm excited about seeing um, um, some more of um John Walker. Mm. You know, I want to see his development and how he starts his um dark side switch because he's in his Anakin Skywalker stage right now. And when he's at the end of the episode where he was like, um, you know, we'll stay out of my way to um Salmon after we're constantly trying to recruit him, mm-hmm. you know, we're seeing him slowly turn to his his dark, dark, dark ways. Very subtle things like when they're fighting on top of the truck, um, when he throws his shield, he doesn't care if Bucky's in the way or not. You know, it's like right. Bucky just gets out of the way of the shield. And then the second <laughs> time he catches the shield. Yeah, so it's yeah like, I like that scene. Right. So it, it, he, he doesn't care about Bucky. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Steve would have would have would have done it a different way. It's a lot of things Steve would have done, and Steve would not be happy with his representation. No. Um, um, and especially what is what's about to happen. So right. Yeah, and, I'm, and that's I'm, why the Falcon and Soldier they don't even want to get into the jeep, and they just get out of the jeep because like yeah, yeah. They, they, as soon as they talk to him, this guy, so as soon as they call him Wingman and everything, he's like, yeah. oh no, uh-uh, you're gonna listen. be my buddy. Mm. <laughs> No, he's nobody's side. He's not a sidekick. We've said it like because because Sam is not. He doesn't appear alongside Cap every time. I think I feel like right. they've been very careful about how they've had him show up by himself a lot. Right. And other right. stuff like Ant Man. Right. Boom. That's just him. It's not him and Steve. Right. Yeah. It's not just him and Steve. Him. Right. It's just. And him. he has that right. really interesting fight. You know, there's a lot of great. Uh, he has a lot of great banner. I'm honestly interested to see how funny they can make this show while making it interesting, right? Because they're making it very funny. All of these, oh yeah, like, yeah. Pop elements are so interesting. Yeah, this banner yeah. between. Love, love that. Love that between the two. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the Winter Soldier jumps out of the airplane and just falls. It like falls in the tree. How far is this? Oh, Two hundred feet. <laughs> <laughs> so really, really great stuff. So we'll we'll be back next week with more about of this show. We'll be talking Kong Godzilla. I'm sure we'll be talking about. Uh, you know, we'll probably be talking about episode three of Winter Soldier. We'll have we have a couple segments now. We have intermissions. We have you know, promos. Um, right. In the meantime, before we go, uh, you know, I want to have uh, my friend uh, DP Brown say where you can find us one more time, just in case you weren't paying attention earlier. You're fast forwarded, or you're just lazy. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. You know, if I said at the top of the show, I'll say it again. Make sure that you are leaving our comments. Nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com. If you like what you heard in this show, it was a lot of stuff, you know, that we threw at you, but we think you got it. Um, also, make sure that you are going to the website, nerdcyclopedia.com. You are finding all our links to all your social media um, hangouts at nerdcyclopedia, at Twitter, Facebook, and also um, on Instagram. Um, make sure that you are subscribing to us on YouTube. And if you're watching on Facebook, make sure that you are sharing. Um, you know our feed there and also make sure that you subscribe and you see down here give us that five star <laughs> all of on all of them all we need all the stars all the stars <laughs> all not, the stars <laughs> do not make us send the nerd psycho at you <laughs> please I, don't <laughs> i am serious about that i'm not gonna have the nerd, the nerd psycho the, the nerd psycho yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's down there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
So we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all next week. This is the show, uh, the end of the show, and uh, you should give it five stars if you haven't yet. The Nerd Psycho is going to give you the business. And unlike our other show where we say something, this is uh, a show we just end. So thanks so much for joining us this week. We'll see you next week with another episode of the Nerd Psycho Comic Flip Show. Goodbye. Nerd Cyclopedia.